This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Shamal. Hey, welcome, folks. Another edition of the UNC Coaches Show here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley, Colorado. I'm Jerry Schimmel, your host. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Terry Graber. Appreciate the uh, round of applause there. And we're with the coaches tonight. We've got Krista Matteo. She's the women's coach at UNC. Going to have one of her players join us as well in the second segment, Delaney Bird, their fine uh, center. And then uh, Steve Smiley is going to be around for the last couple of segments to finish out here at the Goat on the UNC Coaches Show, brought to you by... Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance. All right, we've got the women's coach, Krista Mateo, and you guys coming off a great win uh, last uh, week on the road at Idaho. Talk about that game. We sure did. Um, to go on, a road, on the road and, and steal a win it, it is great in conference play. You know, Idaho, they actually have a brand-new, beautiful arena that they play in. It, it's really nice. Um, it was a back-and-forth game uh, the entire game. I, we were down by a few at half. And uh, really, Delaney Byrne, who, who is here with us today, yeah, Delaney, uh, really ignited our offense. So she had 13 points in in the first quarter, wow, and, and, and that really got us going. And, and then she finishes off in the fourth quarter as well. So, um, it, I, I want to talk about Delaney here for a second. Yeah. maybe you're going to ask me to talk about her, but yeah. um, the last three games she's averaged almost a double double. So wow. 17 points, nine rebounds, and uh, just she's tough to guard. She's a mismatch for everybody, and, and of course she's our team leader. And, and just her consistency and how she shows up every single day, um, you know, it, it, it really gives our team a lift, especially with some of the youth that we have. Uh, we can count on her. And, 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 and I go back to that Idaho game. You know, she was also going against one of the best. It was the, the two best four players mm. almost. Well, maybe top three if, if you put in Montana. But I think two best four players going at each other in Beyonce B and then Delaney. And they literally, it was like a slugfest the mm. entire night uh, going back and forth. And you get Delaney who can step out and shoot a three, too. That, uh, to me, that's such a great weapon for a, for a big person, right? It's critical yeah. because she can score in the paint, but her real natural, like, strength is her ability to shoot it mm. and not just shoot it she can shoot it deep she can come off screening action uh, we're not just talking about an inside out pass where you're stepping into it there's movement and uh it, and for us you know that that allows us to have a lot of fun with her on the offensive end and and you know i thought our teammates did a great job of helping her get looks as well but she literally gave us an inside out presence the whole entire night defensively do teams send that that uh, that four out to guard her they switch or what do they do when she's out there shooting threes they've done both yeah, they? um they've they've kept post players like beyond state on her for most of the night mm. the, their best four player and the conference leading scorer um and and sometimes there's a guard so that we see a guard on her we immediately want to go into the paint because we think that's advantage um but normally a post player doesn't want to chase another yeah. post player out to the perimeter they're not used to doing it so you know she, she does a great job of you know, making yourself available and finding those opportunities um, to knock down that three. Do you remember uh, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, the NBA do. player? Yeah, great. Yeah, waving the finger. And he played for the Nuggets, and I did their games. And, and he, he told the coaching staff all the time, he said, you better figure out the defense because I'm not going out there to guard the big guy on the perimeter. I'm staying by the basket, so figure out how I'm going to do that. You've got to do that sometimes as a coach, don't you? Yeah, I think so. And honestly, a strength of Delaney's is also on the defensive end as mm-hmm. well because she can guard guards, she can guard post players. So, uh, honestly, she's the toughest matchup that we have on our team mm. and uh, just really is, is, is a pillar for us. Um, if, if every single night, if, you know, we can play her at the four, the five. Uh, the other night we played her at the three. 
Um, and if she would let me play her at the one and two, I'd put, <laughs> probably find ways to put her there as well. Um, just the versatility allows you to have a lot of fun uh, as a coach. I know that uh, you, you have a very young team. You have 10 freshmen, which is almost unheard of in college basketball at this level anyway. Those uh, a, as a group coming along the way you hope they would? I believe so. So I'm going to go back to our post with, with Delaney. Mm-hmm. It's her every day and, and a group of freshmen mm-hmm. that she mentors. Mm-hmm. And so what, what we have is a few players like a Hannah Simmental, you know, from the guard side, and then a Delaney who just sets the tone every day. So you have to have that in front um, and, and someone that's paving and, and blazing the trail, so to speak. Um, we are about to, you know, step into our final game of the first half of conference play. Yeah. So – with that, all of our young ones that have never seen Big Sky Conference, you know, we, we think we'll at least have seen the first half. And now they have a feel. They understand the intensity. Uh, it, it's so much more revved up than, than just a normal non-conference game. Everybody's fighting for a championship. Um, so I, I think you can see the growth and, and you can see this team coming together. You, you've got such a young team, and you mentioned this, I think, when I had you on last time. I'd ask you about leadership, and when you have so many young players, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to develop a leader, but you feel like you've gotten that from your experienced players? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but back to Delaney is, you, you know, you can't function without having good leadership, mm-hmm. and you can't have any success at, at that. So um, we've put a lot on some of their backs to just how they show up every day, how they communicate. And, and really my coaches, too, I give them a lot of credit because they've spent a lot of one-on-one time. And, and we have some young ones that are actually ready to play. Hmm. Um, we just have a lot of young ones. So yeah. even we start three, but then we just have a bench full as well. So we, we have quite a few that, that have just gotten their feet wet pretty early in their college career. And, uh, and, and they're learning. They're growing. It, it, you know, it, I use Gab- Gabby Fields as an example. She's our yeah. point guard. Well, late in the game, she had a turnover, and it was critical turnover. Mm. But then she stepped up literally like 20 seconds later and made two huge free throws, mm. you know, to put away the game for us. So those moments are going to happen. And, and I see those moments that I'm like, give her a year. You know, that, that'll never be. Mm-hmm. But she's learning and growing through those moments. Then there's good old Hannah Simmental, right, uh, providing some leadership, I would guess, for you too? Uh, yeah, it, she's she gets everybody's best defender almost every single mm, night. Yeah. Um, so n- not only that, just – you know, her, her vocal leadership is key. So we've actually moved her over into the point guard spot on purpose because just her experience allows us to stay more organized as a team. Mm-hmm. We did that last year too, and it, and it helped us tremendously. So we've done that for her. So she has the ball in her hand a little bit more maybe than she wants to because I know she wants to shoot the three. Uh, but she's a direct, you know, connection of me on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and she you see her all the time running back and forth. And, and Gabby does too, communicating. but uh, and, and just making sure that our team is – stays on the same page. Let me get back to your team and your season a little bit here because I just got one segment with you and then we got your player. But um, I asked Steve Smiley this the last couple of coaches' shows, and he had some really interesting answers. So here's the first question for you. And I may have hit this with you last year, I think, but um, was there a moment where you decided you wanted to go into coaching? You play, and then you, you may think, because Steve has a really interesting story that way. He had no desire to coach at all after college. And now he's a head coach at Division One. How about you? Was there a moment you thought, this is what I want to do? I wanted to stay in sports, but all my degrees are in business. Yeah, I remember um, you telling me that. I, I wanted the business side of sports. Um, uh, okay. But I had a lot of great coaches that mentored me as well. And um, even I did an internship in the athletic department that I uh, was graduating from. It was like the last month 
of school, I did this internship and really built a relationship with the athletic director there. And I thought I was just going to go maybe get my master's after college. And uh, he was like, actually, no, there's somebody at Montana State who I used to coach because he used to be a basketball coach. He was like, let me reach out to her and see, you know, if she has any GA spots. And then, of course, she did not. But the day I was graduating, she opened up a third coaching position, assistant position on her staff. So I, I just I had nothing else going for me, <laughs> nothing else to do. Um, I had my family telling me it's time, you know, like you got to get a real job now. It can't just be basketball. Hmm. So when I got to Montana State and I accepted that job, my mom was with, with me and, you know, I had to fill out some I was opening up a checking account and it was like, what's your occupation? And I'm like, college basketball coach Ooh. and not to do any towards my mom, but it was like, they were the ones telling me that I needed to grow up. And I'm like, no, I still get to be in basketball. <laughs> so no, I, I, I didn't probably know that's exactly what I wanted, but it, it was the path that I was able to step into. Yeah. And I've just never looked back. I love it. I love 18 to 22 year olds yeah. working with that age group. I loved my time in college. So just so many good things that, that, were such a positive experience for me that I feel like, I, I, you know, I get to give back. Mm. All right, here's another question I want to ask you before I let you go. We've got a couple minutes left in this segment, um, and I'll let you think about it for a second. But your biggest challenge as a Division One basketball coach, now let me preface by saying that I got this. I, I, I asked George Carl when I was doing the Nuggets games this, and George always said it is trying to get NBA players to play hard every night. That was his biggest challenge. I asked Steve that the other day, Smiley, and he said the biggest challenge for him is trying to keep up with the awesome coaches in the big sky. He said the coaching is unbelievable at this level in the big sky. Just to kind of stay on their level is a challenge for him. What about you? Well, I don't think it matters what level you're at from the coaching side, but I think for me, it's just always you have a group of 15 young women and and staying connected with them and Mm -hmm. really understanding what's going on in their lives outside of just there's basketball. I mean, you see them every day. They show up for basketball. There's a lot more going on, and when you take just a few minutes to talk and check on them, you're like, whoa, it it has nothing to do with basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe that's why they're struggling today. So. For me, it's always been, I I mean, I think we've always had a lot of young ladies that play hard and they'll run through the wall for you. But just just staying connected and and making sure you're meeting everybody where they're at and and making sure there's growth. And as you know, like women are very just, it's kind of how God created us, just we're connectors. We are connected. We want to feel connected. So um, when that's out of balance, you know, sometimes you don't enjoy what's going on. So we try to be, as coaches, very intentional about, spending those moments and and those are the best moments to me actually you know when i meet one-on-one or hang out with delaney for a little bit it's i think this is better than watching film with her or whatever because you're just getting to know them a little bit better and especially having a younger team you know we're coaching some of these freshmen that maybe aren't really ready for the moment so those moments that you spend outside to me are are so valuable are there enough hours in a day for a, a coach like you during the season I don't know. There could be. <laughs> Depends on how you want to use them. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Do, you. do you find that as a challenge, though, just finding enough time to get everything done you want to get done? When you get in season, it feels like everything is just going really quick. Yeah. So, But that's the piece of the season that I love. I love the grind part of it. Yeah. So we are, you know, mm-hmm. getting into February, which is should be the most fun part of our season mm-hmm. um, and the most challenging. But this is the part that I, like, loved as a player and I love as a coach, whereas yeah. most people start fizzling out 
uh, I, I say we're built to last, and, and I say let's yeah. go. Let's uh, go through I lo- it. I love that. All right, what you got coming up? What's the schedule look like here? Northern Arizona. Yeah. Northern Arizona. I think they're number four right now in our conference. At home on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. We okay. play them at home at 4 o'clock. 4 okay. o'clock on Saturday. Uh, lead the league. They lead the league in scoring. Oh. Uh, they're also dead last on defense. So you can really? tell what kind of game that's going to be yeah. up and down. They really want to outscore you, and they, get, they have a dynamic point guard. So our challenge will just be keeping that ball in front of us and, and getting the pace to where we want it. And, and of course, our own challenge is just putting points on the board. Uh, I think we've really stepped up defensively the last couple games, but we've we got to put the ball in the hole. All right. Great to see you again. I saw you this afternoon. I get to see you again tonight. So awesome. Great stuff. And uh, good luck on Saturday. And I'll be seeing you but the rest of the season as well. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Kristen Mateo, how about a round of applause for the women's coach at UNC? job with uh, these young players especially and uh, we'll take a break we'll come back with one of those young players Delaney Bird is going to join us we talked about her in just a moment we'll get her on the air in just a moment this is the UNC Coaches Show live from the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley on KFKA Welcome back to the UNC Coaches Show here live at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley. And uh, we're joined by now Delaney Bird, who uh, plays for the women on the basketball team, having a great season as well. At least your numbers project that. Are you happy with the way you played this year? Yeah, you know, I think it's been had some ups and downs. But past few games I've been feeling feeling good, and I think the team's been feeling good. So it's been a fun season so far for sure. How about with all these young players? you got ten freshmen. You're kind of mentoring some of those. Has that been a, a little bit of a challenge for you? Um, challenge, but I also say it's been um, pretty enjoyable. You know, it's definitely um, pushed me out of my comfort zone, and coach has been asking me to step up as a more of a vocal leader, and I've kind of tried to embrace that role, and I mean, I think that they respond well to me as well, which definitely helps. All right, we're going to come back to your team in, in a moment. A little bit with your background, uh, turn her up a little bit. Just move your mic down towards your mouth a little bit there. There you go. Perfect. All right. I think that'll do it. Okay. Um, playing basketball all your life? Yep. Are you? All right. When did, when did that start? Oh, gosh. Um, I wouldn't say whole life. I started off with soccer. Did you really? When I was about four. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I was always tall. So everybody's like, you need to play basketball. <laughs> so the parents signed me up for the YMCA, and it kind of just took off from there. Nice. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that first game, the first basketball game you ever played? Um, I wouldn't say first game, but I have some memories of some of those games starting out. And yeah. <laughs> How about your parents? Did they have a background in basketball? They just kind of recognized that they had a daughter who was tall and was pretty good? Yeah, not at all. I think my dad played uh, baseball in high school, and my mom played was a goalie. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. So. How about the height? Where'd you get Where'd you get to be six three? Well, my dad was six four in his prime, oh. and my mom was about five ten. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. In, in his prime, he's shorter than that now. He's, a little bit. Yeah, I'm, he's shrunk like I have. Don't yeah. Don't ask him though. He'll argue. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> he's down to like six three, six two. Yeah, I'd say. You know, if I stand up real tall next to him, I might. We might be about the same height. <laughs> All right, uh, playing basketball, and like you said, you start in soccer, but I'm always curious, when you, when you start playing basketball, is it something that you fell in love with or you just played because people said you're tall and you need to play? I mean, how'd the, how'd the love affair with basketball begin? Um, I'd say that I've always been a very competitive person, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was necessarily, I mean, I would say I was forced into playing, to be completely <laughs> honest, but um, I fell in love with the competition side of it pretty mm-hmm. quickly, so... Yeah, it, um, 
best game, let's see, you played two different high schools, I think, right? Mm-hmm. You played, ended up at Ralston Valley. Yep. And before that, you were at? Broomfield. At Broomfield, okay. Yep. Um, best high school basketball game? Um, I'd have to say we won the state championship my freshman year oh, at Broomfield. Really? Yeah, that was a really cool experience. Wow. But so you're on the team as a freshman, mm-hmm. obviously. How tall were you as a freshman? I was probably about 6'2". Were you really? Wow. Yep. Wow, good for you. Yep. All right, who'd you guys beat in the finals? Uh, Thunder Ridge. Naja. Yep. Nice. We had lost to them twice in the um, preseason, I would say. And wow. Came out, and it was a it was a good game, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, any other players from that team? You guys won the state championship. You're just a freshman. Any other players from that team go on and play college like you did? Yeah, so Callie Kaiser started oh. out at Colorado State. Yeah, I remember her. Pacific, and then Brenna Chase was at BYU for wow. several years. And um, might have been a, those were two D ones. Okay, all right, awesome. Then you you transfer. What what year did you transfer to Ralston? After my sophomore year. Okay, yeah. so you played two years at Ralston Valley. Mm-hmm. All right, you're 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 playing basketball. You're I know you're all state. You're you're six foot three and getting recruited by a lot of schools. You end up at Minnesota first, right? Yep. When did that decision to go play for the Gophers? Um, I don't know. I took a lot of visits. I was very very lucky. My parents were able to send me out on a lot of unofficials, so got to see a lot of different um, programs, mm-hmm. campuses, meet a lot of coaches, and kind of went on an official visit there and just felt like it was a good good fit um, team-wise. Um, I enjoyed the coaches' mm-hmm. time, and campus was nice as well, and, um, and then I was also had the program that I wanted to hopefully major in. So. Which was biology. Biology, yeah, and you're still doing that, right? That's yep. your major now. Okay. Well, I just graduated. And you graduated, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Coach Ted that. All right, then you end up at UNLV. Mm-hmm. What went to that decision? Um, well, when I had entered the portal, they were one of the first to reach out to me, mm-hmm. and I had actually known the coach there probably from when I was 13, 14. They mm-hmm. were actually my first offer in high school. Okay. Um, so it just always had that relationship that was really important to me. Going through it a second time was wanted to you know, go play for a coach that I was really comfortable with and had a really great relationship with. And then Vegas, definitely not my... <laughs> really? <laughs> definitely out of my comfort zone as well. I'm but with you, the lady. I'm with you on, <laughs> on Vegas, yeah. But it was it was fun living out there for a couple of years yeah. and definitely learned some more about myself and grew, so... Always curious, the, the decision to go to Minnesota, were there other schools that were, you were pretty serious about that you might have gone to yeah, out of high school? Yeah, I had some options for sure. Any, anybody around here? CSU, CU, these guys? Yeah, um, CSU Did was you? in there. Uh-huh. Yep, um, they were pretty much only had a little bit of interest, but offers wise, CSU. Okay. All right. You ended up at UNC, and obviously you're liking this decision. You're mm-hmm. playing great. You're, you're you're playing all the time. Uh, you got a good young team. So your decision to come to UNC, I'm sure you're not regretting at all, right? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good for you. All right. Tell me about your team, and let me ask you this question: If you guys were to and it was a nice little roll last year in that in the Big Sky Tournament. If you were to go in an upset and, and win that thing, what would it take? What, what do you guys have to get done? I mean, I think that we've proven that we can beat high-level competition. Yeah. Um, looking back, you know, we've had some big wins for sure, and I think that it just takes everybody kind of – it takes everybody. You know, everybody has their role, and I think all the pieces have to fit together, and, you know, everybody has to put in what they got to do, so – 
Is it a situation when you get in that tournament that you really can knock anybody off, right? I mean, people say that any you know any given game, the number eight seed can beat the number one. That is so true in college basketball, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think especially in this conference, I think just competition is just everywhere, you know, even in the reg- um, regular season. Um, the scoreboards are all over the place, so yeah. it's definitely true. And I think it gives a little bit of confidence as well, you know, that it's like, our record may not reflect it right now, but we're perfect, yeah. more than capable of going out and beating anybody. Yeah. Just all those young players and developing, just getting better as the season goes on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I mentioned George Carl, the old uh, Nuggets coach. George used to say all the time, when you have big men stepping out and shooting threes, it means they've really worked at it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you worked on your three-point shooting, I'm guessing, over the years. Oh, yeah. So, um Gosh, <laughs> started out I'd say in probably the fourth grade. Um, really? Have a I would like to call him a shooting coach, Coach uh, Coach Pete, Chris Peterson. So I work with him. I still work with him as much as I can, and um, he's really I'd say responsible for really? give him credit for my shooting ability. Wow, wow, <laughs> good for you. I mean that's that that adds such a versatility to your game, right? I mean people think you're six three, you're going to do everything inside, but you can step back and shoot a three. Oh yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, I had Hannah Simintel on the show last year, and, and you know the shooter that she is and the free throw oh, shooter yeah. she is. And I said, what, what, how did you become such a good shooter? Well, she said, well, I think something had to do with it was that the fact that I shot 1,000 shots every morning in the summertime at my high school. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that probably had something to do with it. That work ethic just, just pays off, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And Hannah's, I'd say, one of the, the best at it. So. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever have shooting contests or anything like that in practice? Um, in the summer when we do individuals, we yeah. go head-to-head sometimes, but it's always pretty competitive, I'd say. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, um, out of time in this segment. Uh, thank you so much for, for stopping in and joining us, and, and good luck on Saturday and the rest of the way. We'll be watching, but uh, keep that, that great effort going. Thank you so much. All right. How about a round of applause for Delaney Byrne from the women's team from UNC, having a great season and uh, averaging almost a double-double. Great rebounder, great shooter, great scorer, and a key contributor on that women's team for UNC. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Dorian Green, the assistant coach with the men. After this, the UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT on KFKA. UNC Coaches Show continues tonight from the Goat Sports Bar. Jerry Schimmel with you on KFKA and now joined by assistant coach with the men, Dorian Green, the former star at Colorado State. Round of applause for DG. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. Come on, uh, come on. All right. uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, so. all right. Uh, you and I go, we should mention this, you and I go back a ways. I was do. doing uh, CSU games when you, were, when you were a star freshman on that team. That was yeah, kind of fun. I know, I know. I was um, talking to Coach Matillo, and she's like, how, how long has that been? And I was like, shoot, it's been, we're pushing about 10 years here, so yeah. um, I'm feeling a little old today. <laughs> feeling old today? <laughs> yeah. That a boy. People forget, not, I, do your players, really, I know you're not here to boast about yeah. yourself, but the players at UNC know what kind of player you were at CSU? I mean, they, they know you were a four-year starter? Uh, I don't know about you know the details for sure but um i think they think that i could play a little bit i still you know the probably the problem is i probably still think i can play a little bit more than i really can (laughs) you ever mix um, it up in practice with them not this year i haven't this year um in the past i have um but you know i'm kind of the uh you know the pitcher in the bullpen so if we need a body uh, i'm ready all right um i'm going to ask you about your we'll get to your team in a moment here but your csu days are you had an interesting career because you came in uh, with the Rams at a time when they were really down, and they yeah. were trying to build that program back up. And was that one of the attractions for you? Was that, hey, I can help do something big, turn this thing around at CSU? 
Yeah, no doubt. I think there were two things um, for me when I, I guess I was making the decision. One, I was just fortunate enough to, to have the opportunity, but, you know, it was, there were two things, right? One was, you know, having a chance to play early. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really big, you know, thing and factor for me personally was going to a place where I felt like I could kind of play and impact early as a freshman. And then um, I think secondly was just being able to um, go to a place where you could kind of put a, put a program on the map. And I was, you know, fortunate to be a part of a really good group. Um, we had a core of about six, seven seniors, and that was kind of our goal, kind of guys that were a little under-recruited, um, had a chip on our shoulder, and really wanted just to kind of build a program and, um, you know, fortunate enough to be able to be a part of that group. Was Tim Miles a good recruiter? Well, I think so, because we ended <laughs> up turning the program around, right? So, and he's doing a great job at San Jose this year. Um, we played them the last two years, so uh, I think he did a good job of just finding guys that um, fit, fit together, and uh, were pretty like-minded, and, and so it, it worked. Remember that time he yelled at you? Yeah, uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Adam Nygaard yeah. the other day, and I said, do you remember that time he, he yelled at you? And I just started laughing. It's like, oh, my gosh. You mean every single day? Yeah, no, you play long enough, you know, you're bound to catch one from your coach every now and then. So, um, it, you know, it comes with the territory. What you take from Tim Miles that you use today as a coach? Oh, man. Um, a lot, right? Or and, and if I, there is anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I think, you know, you know, I was just fortunate enough, you know, in my playing career and also just being a young coach to be around so many good coaches. You know, I have had so many assistant coaches that I played for and are now head coaches, right? Um, and then also assistants as well um, that are at, you know, great places. So you, you take a little bit of everything, what you like, what you don't like. I think the one thing with, that I took from Coach Miles is just his ability to kind of just figure it out, right? And it fit his personality, but... Um, to be able to just adjust, and sometimes you just got to figure it out, right? And you'd always say, you know, everybody can bring up the problem, but who can figure out the solution? Yeah. And so um, just little things like that I think that you take from the day-to-day um, that you, you know, you look up and you apply, and you're like, oh, yeah, I learned that when I was 18, and, um, you know, it still stays true today. It's interesting because that guy never played, never played in yeah. college, and, uh, but he's been a successful coach. Just, just shows you don't have to necessarily play, right? No, right. It comes down to your ability to communicate, yeah. right, your ability to, um, you know, get a team to, to play together, to sacrifice, and do all those kind of things. So, um, yeah, you don't, have to, you, know, you don't have to play to be a coach, but I do think there's some things that you can take away from being a player. And, um, you know, I try to use that with the guys and say, hey, I've been in your shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think you can lean on those things uh, for sure. Biggest moment sticks out from CSU in your playing days? Is there one or two that, oh, that might uh, go, oh, man, it's a great game. We had this great win, whatever yeah. that might have been. I think it's just the totality of, you know, the career of the group that I was able to be a part of, right, just to come in and, and slowly just build that, you know, from, you know, 16 wins to 19 to whatever, 23 yeah. to 26, 27 or whatever it was. It was just kind of the totality of the career. And um, just to be able to be a part of that group, I think that's the thing that sticks out, right, you know. Um, Obviously, we had a lot of great games, um, but I think just the totality of that is probably what sticks out the most to me. All right, you're also a baseball guy, yeah. and I know you told me last year on this show that if you wouldn't have played college basketball, you would have been a college pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you still think about that? Like, what could have been? Um, no, not really, just because I think, you know, I've been able to have such a great career, and it's, you know, springboarded me to, to coaching, and um but, you know, maybe in a, in a different world, yeah. I could where, have maybe would, where would you have played college baseball? Oh, man, I have no idea. Cause I, I honestly, yeah, I, I honestly just, you know, fell in love with basketball. You know, baseball obviously was my first love. But, um, I know, I kind of told, you know, a lot of coaches that I'm not going to play uh, college baseball pretty early in my Did high you? school career. So that kind of tailored off uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Um, happy with the decision, though? I mean, basketball is your sport, right? Oh, of You've got course. the passion for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and, you know, obviously I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And um, just blessed to be able to – to obviously be you know a part of the staff in northern colorado and, and living in you know in the front range I, this is just a place that's super special to me so uh definitely definitely no regrets i to ask you the question i asked Kristen a little bit earlier and i asked steve that uh, i think last saturday on the pregame show but when you first had that interest in coaching yeah. was there was there a moment because i don't know if you know steve's story he's got a fascinating yeah. story about how he got into coaching he never had any intention uh-huh. of doing it <laughs> how, yeah. about, how about you was there a moment you're like i want to coach yeah that was probably early in my college career was it uh, okay. i just fell in love with the process um and understanding uh I, I, I at the time i didn't understand you know the, the reverse the flip side of what the coaches have to go through mm-hmm. right but i think just falling in love with the process of uh, uh, the day-to-day um, mm. And every day is kind of different, and every day is new. And um, I think that that for me was a, like, okay, this is what I this is what I want to do, mm. you know. And so um, that was probably early in my freshman year for sure. Wow, well, early yeah. on then for yeah. you, huh? Okay, a lot of uh, spent 20 years in the NBA doing games. A lot of players talked about going into coaching when their their playing days yeah. are over. You know what they said, Dory? Most of them didn't do it. I don't want to work that hard. Yeah, I don't want to work that hard. They're they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, there's definitely some times where you're looking and, and you're like, man, this is crazy. But uh, yeah, it's not easy. But I, I, I think that's what you sign up for, right? Yeah. I think you know, um, as awesome as it is when you're winning, you still have to find the beauty when you're uh, um, struggling a little bit. And I think that that's kind of where we're at right now is. Um, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, and, and um, I think just just attack each day. You know, talk about the process. I know Steve was saying that he assigns beginning of the se- season. I guess assigns games to you to mm-hmm. scout. That's your game. Yep. Do you have Do you have uh, Northern Arizona? Is that your game? I coming do. Up? I do not. Okay. Um, I just had Idaho um, oh, you, okay. on Saturday. Uh, and then I think I am on the clock again uh, at Montana. So okay. uh, our league games are, are pretty much, for the most part, fairly set from year to year. So yeah. um, there's some consistent consistency and continuity in terms of um, who you're scouting. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the non-con kind of flips a little bit. How about uh, the process then? Talk about yeah. that leading up to a game like sure. Idaho. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going back and watching, you know, their last, you know, handful five six games or how, how much ever you can kind of get in depending on your schedule so and there's then, like 12 hours right there yeah no watching those no, games. yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's a lot of work right it's a lot of time but i think at the end of the day right you know as a coach your job is to help you know the guys at the end of the day yeah. the players and so being able to help put them in positions um to be successful uh when we go out there and execute a game plan and um communicate that and, and making sure that everybody's on the same page as well as um you know assisting coach smiley in terms of um, him kind of managing the game and you kind of thinking the game within the game. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's definitely tedious. It's a lot of time. But I think, again, like part of that process I was talking about, that's the stuff that you fall in love with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a lot of work, but, you know, it's fun. So you look at a handful of games. Yep. And then what? What happens after that? Yeah, so you're determining, right, you know, <clears throat> what the opponent runs, you know, kind of what their scheme is, what their personnel is. I think more than anything, right, uh, you get to basketball, it's a personnel game, yeah. right? And so sure. you're trying to determine, okay, what are they going to run versus how we do certain things and, and how are they going to guard us with how we play and um, as well as getting the guys prepared to um, understand, okay, the personnel of the opponent and then what they like to do and how can we take that away and um, put ourselves in a chance to have the best, you know, uh, be in the best position to win that game. Do you write up a scouting report then for sure. the team yeah, or each yeah. player? How does that work? Yeah, so you're looking at each player, right? Okay. And so you're going to give probably each guy that's in their rotation, you're probably going to give the guys, you know, two or three things. Um, 
uh, on that player, right? So, uh, like you look at Idaho, their point guard, you know, we felt like, okay, he likes to dribble, he likes to go with his right hand, and just little things like that, right? And then in terms of just the entire game plan, okay, when they run this play, this is how we're going to guard it, or these are the concepts of how we're guarding this team this week or uh, this night, right? So uh, there's a lot, right? You're you're trying to – you know, not overdo it, but also make sure that the guys have enough information um, that they can be successful out there. And then there's a, a lot of stuff that you have that you know that the team doesn't need to know, but when you see it, you've got to be able to communicate it as well, right? Yeah. So um, there's a lot to it, but I think at the end of the day, right, um, if your guys are in a good space and they're playing hard, they're playing together, and um, you give them just a few things to focus on, uh, I think that's usually the best bet, right? And so trying to be simple, and trying to make something that's complex simple but not too complex. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so. How often do you get a game unfold that is completely different from how you thought it was going to play out, <laughs> the, the way you scattered it? Yeah, not, not all the time, right? But, but it definitely happens, and so you have to be able to adjust on the fly yeah. too, right? So you've you got to be able to know, you know, this is what they like to do, but if we can kind of get them in this, they might go to this. And so, um, but part of it too is just over the course of a season, over the course of the game, it just comes down to communication. And yeah. we're going to go into a, a game with a certain game plan, and sometimes it just doesn't work. And you're going to have to be able to adjust and figure it out. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it happens. But, you know, ideally if you've done your job enough and, and you've watched enough and you're prepared, uh, you can adjust on the fly. How about Coach Smiley? Is he, it seems like just watching you guys during a game, seems yeah. like he's open to suggestions from you yeah, or yeah. coaching ideas from you during a game. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, our staff works well together. Um, and this is our third year uh, together. This is my fourth year with Coach Smiley. Um, here so I think we're on the same page Um, and so we kind of know our adjustments right you know at the end of the day right you're going to change or adjust two or three things in a game max probably so it's just being able to say okay hey we need to get to this coverage or we have this guy these group in and they're better doing this a little bit or they have this group in so we can go to this right and so yeah there's a few few minor changes that you have to make but again it just comes down to communication and um, you know three years in I think we're in a pretty good spot as a staff so Interesting. Great stuff. All right, Darian, uh, Dorian Green is my guest on the UNC Coaches Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about this year's team that win they had last week and their schedule coming up. This is UNC Coaches Show brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. We're live at the GOAT Sports Bar. We're back in a moment on KFKA. We welcome you back, folks, to the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley. We've got the UNC Coaches Show brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance and with Dorian Green now, the former CSU star and now an assistant coach with the Bears. And you guys played on Saturday, beat Idaho. I thought maybe from start to finish, one of your better games. What do, what do you think? No, for sure. I think especially um, in the last few weeks, we've seen, you know, we're starting to trend in the right direction. So we, we've had some positive steps in growth. And, um, you know, I thought it was our best game. Um, at least as of late, right, just executing on both sides. Um, we executed offensively, and um, then we executed the defensive plan really yeah. well, too. So um, I thought our activity was great. I thought we, um, we you know, we just played really hard. And, uh, you know, especially for a team that's been struggling, right, as long as you can continue to play hard, uh, we can figure out all the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think our morale's great. Um, and we're just kind of, you know, keep chipping away, right? At the end of the day, that's all you can kind of do. So 
um, yeah, I, no, I definitely think that we're, we're taking the steps in the right direction that we need to. And, um, you know, at this point, it's just about just trying to get better yeah. in each week and in each game and just trying to, to kind of improve and figure ourselves out even more and more. And so, um, you know, we want to be trending, you know, in the right direction in late February and early March, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, the good thing is we're not peaking right now. We're continuing to get better. So, um, you know, that's just been our focus. I kind of forgot about this, but that shot right before half that yeah. Matt Johnson made that three, desperation yeah. heave i forgot about that but is that can that door in your mind a shot like that change momentum in a game oh no doubt i mean yeah. i i think that that was huge right you know just going into halftime with a little bit of a, a a boost and um it was a great shot by matt but i think at the end of the day we executed that last little uh you know yeah. minute of the of the yeah. first half right and so understanding that when that shot goes through when they made their their basket and i'm kind of blanking off the top of my head exactly what happened but they scored and the clock doesn't stop at the end of the first half right, right. so we got it in we we uh, hit matt and he pushed it up and um he got a deep three definitely deep <laughs> but um one that's not you know out of range i guess yeah. so um we got it off and we just executed that last minute and at least we got a shot off right and yeah. so this one happened to go in and um that was definitely a little bit of a spark but like you said we were playing well and so i think that um you know it was, it was a good boost going into half talk about dalton connect yeah it looks like a different player this oh, yeah. year a much improved player what has been the difference with him in your mind well i, I think it's you know the work right like dalton's a gym rat and he loves the game and so he's a guy that's just put in a ton of work but um you know last year was his first year just transitioning from junior college and and you know just like a high school freshman right a junior college transfer um or even a four-year transfer that's coming into a new program there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment and you got to learn the level and then he had a little bit of a knee injury last year so mm-hmm. um, i think he's just healthy he's, he's worked his butt off um he's playing with a ton of confidence he and, and he's talented right so you kind of add all those things together and um, he's having a great year and uh, I think his confidence is great right now and uh, I think the best part about Saturday was yeah like he scored what 34 points um, but he also rebounded and he was active on the defensive end and so we've seen growth Um, he's always had the offensive ability right Uh, but being able to be a little bit more comfortable in how we do what we do and um, I think his activity uh, on both ends of the floor has been you know great and so he's continuing to get better and better and um, you know we're excited for you know the last stretch of the season with him I talked to him a little before the game on Saturday and I said you know how's it going he says well it's going good I mean numbers are good but the coaches are over me for not rebounding better <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I gotta I, rebound better. no doubt I think you know when you see a guy with his ability right with his size his length his athleticism um, you know he's got the ability to continue to do more and more and so you know we're just putting more and more on his plate right and so just trying to put push him to be the best all-around player that he can be right he's great with the ball in his hands we know he can score but being a well-rounded player and impacting winning on on every capacity I think has got to be you know a goal for everybody but especially uh uh, somebody with his ability it's interesting with that guy because he's six listed at six six so he's around that height anyway how many times has he not gotten that opening tip to start the game <laughs> yeah I'm jumping everybody it's yeah. amazing yeah no uh we, we switched to that i think with theo theo wasn't winning very many right. tips we're like right. all right doll it's your chance now so yeah. uh good move yeah you know it was smart uh, it was definitely smart on coach Miley's part and you know uh, that's the one time in the game when nobody has possession right mm-hmm. so there's no arrow so you can kind of steal a first possession of a game by yeah. winning the tip so 
um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big thing uh, to kind of get off to the right foot. All right, I'm going to ask you about Brock Wisney yes. and his improvement, Dorian. Uh, uh, at the first couple of games, I'm, you know, Theo starting at center. I'm thinking to myself, they're going to struggle at center yeah. all year, especially scoring. But Brock has really kind of closed that gap a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been awesome. And, you know, with a young guy, you're just trying to stay with him and continue to see the growth. And with each opportunity, he's gotten more and more. He's just gotten more comfortable, and he's played really well. Um, the thing about Brock is his motor is crazy. Mm. Um, he just plays extremely hard, and he, he, he's tough. He's physical. He's a little undersized, yeah. right? But he's got, he's got uh, a knack, and he, he's crafty, and he's just figuring some things out, right? And so I think all of our freshmen – uh, have been through that, right? You're going to have ups and downs with with all the young guys. And so I think with him, he was being able to come in early and, and kind of sit behind Theo, and we just kept giving him a little bit here and a little bit there. And then finally it was just like, hey, we got to roll with this guy because he's playing really, really well. So definitely excited for – for Brock and the rest of his, you know, his career and his future. But, um, you know, he's been awesome for us. And, and, you know, Saturday, man, he was great on both ends. And so you can slowly start to see he's figuring it out, right? And he's understanding, okay, this is what this means when we say this. And so, um, yeah, with those young guys, man, you just got to stay with them. You got to live with some of the ups and downs and some of the headaches. But I think at the end of the day, right, he's got the ability. And, and, you know, this is kind of what we thought we were getting from him when we recruited him. And um, just excited for, for the rest of his career. Uh, ask you to talk about your backcourt combination. Yeah. You got Matt Matt Johnson and Dalen Coons, and those two have been a little bit up and down this yeah. year. They seem to be playing it better lately. But I was thinking about this the other day, and, and get your thought on it. But I think when it comes to crunch time, I mean, at the end of the season, going to that that tournament, those guys will be at their best. They'll be ready yeah. to go. You agree? A hundred percent. I sure hope so. Right. Yeah. But um, you know, I think whenever you have you know experienced guards, I think you always feel like you're in a good spot, right? Even when you're struggling. You've got guys, I mean, those guys yeah. are combined for 11 years of college experience yeah. right now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you just, you know, it's a guards game, I, I, I think, in college for sure, right? It's a guards game. If you have good guards, you always have a chance. And so we have, you know, three guys, right, with Dalton, Dalen, and Matt, you know, that do a lot of the ball handling, a lot of the decision making. They're all experienced and are all playing well. And so we just got to continue to stay with it and keep figuring some stuff out and keep adjusting and throwing a few wrinkles here and there. But you know, you always can sleep well. It's like football. When you have a good quarterback, you feel like you're all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think for us, uh, with having those three guys, and especially Matt and Dalen, in terms of like your one and your two, as adults a little bit more of a wing, um, you feel really, really comfortable and, you, you know, you sleep well at night. Where do you, in your mind, Dorian, where do you guys need to improve to, before and going into the, the yeah. Big Sky Tournament? Are there certain areas you got, if we want to have a chance of winning that tournament, we've got to get better in these areas. Yeah, I think there's probably a few. Um, you know, we've got to keep you know, tightening down uh, the defensive end. Yep. Um, and I, I just think, honestly, it's just being consistent. And we just had a little bit of ups and downs um, and a little bit of lack of consistency at times. But that kind of comes when you're playing some young guys, you're playing yep. some guys that you know, have been around the program for a couple years but don't have a ton of experience. So there's some growing pains along the way. And I think we're kind of, you know, working through some of that stuff. And just, like I said, we're finding who we are, I think, a little bit. And it's taking a little bit longer than probably we thought was going to happen, right? And definitely than what we wanted to happen. But um, I think we just got to continue to be consistent and continue to execute um, on both sides of the ball. And uh, we, we did that Saturday. I thought, like you were saying earlier, that that was one of our best games. Mm-hmm. And so if we can just continue to 
the day-to-day, right? It's, it's just attacking each day and being consistent and winning today and winning this possession and winning this next game or whatever it may be. Just, just being simple in our approach and um, just trying to figure out a way to win this next possession, whatever that may be. Yeah. A couple minutes left here with Dorian Green, assistant coach of the Bears. And uh, Dorian, um, I was going to ask you, um, it seemed like early on rebounding was a problem for you yeah. guys, but lately you've been a much better rebounding team, right? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. You know, we've, you know, well, when you start at Houston and at Baylor, that's yeah. going to hurt your rebounding yeah. a little bit. But, um, no, I think we, we've definitely tightened that up, and I think we're getting teams to miss. we just got to yeah. get up and secure the rebound a yeah. little bit. And so uh, we're, we've definitely shown it in spurts, but it's coming back to the consistency of just being, um, you know, active on the glass and, and uh, consistently, right? That's the biggest thing. And so uh, we've definitely got the ability to do so. Uh, and so we just got to continue to, to stay with it. All right, last thing here. You and I were talking about you're playing football. Your dad yeah. was a college football player. You played for a couple of years, sixth yeah, grade, yeah. whatever it was. And you said, I didn't like to practice six days and no. then play one. Well, that's what you guys have this week. Yeah. You have six days between games. Well, it's actually needed. So the guys will get a day off yeah. uh, tomorrow, yeah. which I think will be good. Uh, we did, you know, kind of a lighter practice yesterday, and then you know we, we played and got up and down today. So guys will take a day off. Um, we'll kind of kind of get our feet underneath us, and then we've got a brutal stretch, right? We we've do. got one game here, and then we've got five and nine days. So. Um, just got to gear up for that, but no, feel really good about just being able to kind of take some time and clean up a few things here or there. All right, DG. Hey, thank you. Good to see you. Awesome. Thank great you. stuff. How about Dorian Green, assistant coach of the Bears? Did a great job. What a great player he was at Colorado State as well, and I was able to cover him doing those games when he was playing and now an assistant coach at UNC, and what a blessing and an asset he is for the Bears. Next action for the Bears comes up on Saturday when they are on the road at Northern Arizona. That'll be a 2 o'clock Mountain Time start. 1.30 begins our pregame show here on KFKA. Special thanks to Mark Larson and his team for the sponsorship. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Jerry Schimmel on KFKA.